Welcome, ladies and gents, to podcast number four of Local Heroes. So we're over here in Las Vegas, and this was the first one I recorded out here with Mr. Tone Chingong, owner of world-famous Americana Tattoo. So my wife, Lily, has been guesting at his shop. Uh, a couple of years ago, she, she was guesting out here. Now he's got an even bigger shop with more guys. And yeah, I've just sort of been watching his shop develop and grow and, and his tattooing, you know, grow over the last few years. And when I initially decided that I was going to start a podcast, Tony was on the top of the list for somebody that I wanted to sit down and have a chat with because he embodies the whole notion of hard work pays off. You know, he's, he's, he's built an awesome shop out here in Las Vegas and is just an awesome guy and an interesting guy to have a chat with. He's definitely got some some awesome stories um, all the way from getting, we talk about him getting shot in a bar fight and a cl- close encounter with a, with a great white shark while he was diving. Um, you know, his inspirations, where he started, all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was a super fun podcast and I really appreciated Tone sitting down with me. Um, and yeah, just the shop, Americana is an awesome shop. You know, my wife, Lily, obviously is, is working there. There's 10 sort of tattooers in there at all times and they're all really lovely guys, hardworking. And um, it's just a very warm, uh, welcoming sort of shop. And it's it's just such a unique individual shop as well. It's, it's you know, it's just awesome theme. So it's sort of in that Chicano style, but sort of each section has, has got its own vibe and and. Every time I go in there, you know, I, something else sort of catches my eye. There's so much cool artwork in there that the guys have done and, you know, the, the toilet's like a Sailor Jerry theme. Um, there's a Day of the Dead sort of section at the back. There's like a big stuffed fucking bear at the front of the shop. So it's just it got an awesome vibe about it and, and very warm and very welcoming. So if you're in the Las Vegas area and you're looking to get some ink, I definitely recommend that you – make an effort to get down there. It's not far off the strip. So, um, guys, if you are enjoying the podcast and, um, yeah, if, if you're liking it, then please um, subscribe and please share with your mates as well. So I've got it on iTunes and also on YouTube. Every week I've been putting it up on my social media. So, yeah, I appreciate the support, guys, and I hope you enjoy. hit record here guys we're just sitting in the back of Tony Chingong's uh, truck that you just bought C10 Chevy eh? 1988 88 looks sick man uh, just you. sitting at the back of the tattoo shop we can't go in there because boys are still tattooing it's 10 o'clock at night and the machines are still running that's right busy shop yeah man so how many people you got here just kicking it off how many people you got at the shop here um, well, I want to say I got eight stations, and they're all full right now. Um, I got guest artists that come in all the time, you know, Lily being one. Yep. Um, also, uh, I got a floating station that has, so we have about, probably about ten, ten artists here, full time, rotating throughout the week. Yeah, and, and um, I've been meeting all the crew, obviously my wife Lily's been working at the shop, and Mate, I have to say straight off the bat, I've told I told you this when I came in the other day, but you've um, doubled the size of your shop in the last couple of years since we were away. But man, your shop looks fucking honestly. It's probably my favourite shop in the world. Like Thank in you. terms of the way you've done it up and the style, the way that you guys are styled up. I'm not trying to blow wind up your ass. I just really admire no, the thing that this shop that you've built. So. Thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I really put in a lot of time in the shop and. You know how I wanted certain things. You know, every, everything has a place. You know, the way I see it, it's a lot of organized chaos. These are things that I've been saving throughout my career. You know, throughout my life, actually, I got a lot of stuff on the walls and stuff on. You know, a lot of knickknacks here and there, stuff I've been collecting. I'm a big collector. Um, Sorry, Bruss, I'll just get you to speak into the mic. So, yeah, just speak directly at it. Sure. Uh, Sorry, guys, we're just sitting at the back here, at the back of the shop. There's a bit of. Um, Traffic burning past in the background, which you'll probably hear, but um, yeah, it's a sick spot. I'm fucking loving it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Like I was saying, you know, it's just some place I wanted to, uh, I spend a lot of time at, so I wanted to make it feel real homey. 
not only for myself but also for the customers you know providing some real uh it's got a real good nice feel you know nice vibe and very positive and just a fun place to be yeah it is man absolutely it's got a good vibe every time i come here i just love seeing the boys and seeing what all the, the work that everyone's doing and yeah. yeah it's good vibe man absolutely thank you that's important to us you know because you know happy tattooers are gonna do good work and everybody's happy customers are happy everybody's happy so. well i reckon any crew if you're in vegas um just as a preemptive make sure you make an effort to come out to america americana with you got um lyft these days and uber and shit like that because yeah, you're fucking what, 15 bucks from the strip or something be fuck all i think even less than that we're only about two two and a half three miles away from the strip yeah, so just flamingo. Yeah, if you if you're in if you're in um, from your around the world, you listen to the podcast. Make sure you make the effort to drop in here because it's a fucking deadly shop. Anyway, let's awesome. let's roll on, bros. So, okay. um, so yeah, so this podcast, I'll just tell you, it's a little bit about um, local heroes. So it's just about dudes doing cool shit that fucking never have a voice. You know, you want to talk to people that are doing cool shit that aren't like that aren't like you know crazy dickheads, whatever, just dudes you want to have a yarn with. And man, you're, you're a local hero around here, Tony. Thank you, appreciate it. Never so, saw myself as that, you know, just trying to do my own thing, but thank you. It's nice to get recognition, I guess. So where did you start out, Bruss? Where, where'd tattooing begin for you? Well, you know, I was born and raised in San Diego, California. I, um, been an artist. I've been trying to be an art artist my whole life, you know, and, um, you know, since I was a kid, ever since I could remember picking up a pencil. So you're always name. drawing and shit, eh? Always been into art my whole yeah. life. Very inspired at a young age by one of my uncles, Juan. He, uh, he's a well-renowned, well world-renowned artist. He's well-known. He's been on TV. He's been on, doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, as a young kid, he would always, he lived up in Sacramento, or I'm sorry, in Lodi, which is up North California, about nine, ten hours away. Anyways, anytime he'd come to visit, you know, he always, you know, just inspiring the way he was with art and everything. And I just remember looking up to him so much. And growing up, you know, about, I'm hitting about junior high now. Uh, the graffiti was at an all-time high in the 19, late, late, you know, 1980s. So you were a graph writer. Yes. Yeah, I also nice, had graffiti us. background, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, my man. brother was a big inspiration. Uh, my older brother, Luis, um, also... Just growing up in the neighborhood, you know, it was brand new to the West Coast. It's something that started on the East Coast. It was brand new to the West Coast, but so I was, was lucky enough to find. What was your tag, bros? Um, I used to add a couple names, but my last one that I rolled with was Dews. It's kind of like Mountain Dew, but Dews. D-E-W-S. That was my name. Yeah, nice. So, you know. But, yeah, so, you know, always been in the art, doing the graffiti thing. And then, you know, as I got older, always sketching and doodling, always, you know, sketching and drawing. And, you know, and then uh, high school hit, you know, and kept always doodling then life hit after high school and art was always it had to be on the back burner because I had to get a real job and start working you know I never thought in my wildest dream that I would begin paid to do what I love you know so man that's excellent yeah that's awesome because it's like this is what this podcast is about for me is just having a chat with people that are probably sitting on the fence you know they might be good at something and they want to do something and they got some shitty job that they're fucking just not happy with so, you know, it's about fucking taking that sort of bit of a, a leap of faith and jumping off a cliff, isn't it? Because when did you start? You started a bit late, didn't you? You know what? That's funny. I'm glad we're talking about that faith because that's what it really all came down to. I was about 24 years old. I had a lot of previous jobs, a lot, a lot of jobs before this. But my last job I had, I was about, I was working construction as a carpenter, building houses and did that for about a good six years. I was really good at it. I loved it. It was great, but I was just pretty fed up with life and just fed up with the way things were going. Not that I was doing bad or nothing, but just, you know, a lot of my friends were getting older, friends were getting married, some were going to jail, some were dying, um, you know, getting lost on the streets and everything else. And I just looked up one day, looked out my window, you know, very cliche or whatever you want to call it, but looked up at, at the sky and I prayed to God like I never prayed before. And I seriously, it's a true story. I cried. I remember asking him, I just want something where, you know, where I'm worth something and just be remembered and be appreciated more than anything. And two days later, I run into a friend of mine at the beach that I didn't even like this person. I don't know if I want to call him a friend yet, but little did he know he was going to save my life later, you know. So I run walking down the boardwalk right there in San Diego, California, in Pacific Beach. And I run into a guy that, you know, I knew from the neighborhood. And he happened to be working at this tattoo shop that was right on the beach. And he was like, hey, I'm looking for an apprentice for piercing. Now, 
I just knew at that moment when he asked me that that my my prayers were answered. I knew at the moment. I didn't even like to pierce. I don't even know nothing about piercing them, but here I am. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. So I didn't, and that was my foot into the door into the tattoo shop. You know, and I love to draw and stuff. And but anyway, it's just I knew at that moment when he gave me his shop T-shirt and I put it on for the first time. I just knew I was home and I knew this is where I belonged. And I didn't look back. You know, as soon as I got that apprenticeship, it was a small light at the end of the tunnel. But every day it just kept like, brighter. When you're tattooing your apprenticeship, you don't get paid, do you? No, you don't get paid at all. Actually, I was very lucky. I found a quick job downstairs was a tattoo shop. Upstairs was a Hooters casino. I mean, I'm sorry, a Hooters restaurant. So I got a job as a dishwasher working at Hooters. Uh, Loving it, bro. That would have been epic. It was great. That would have been fucking epic. <laughs> Let's just say it was nice to come to work every day. You know, the girls made it really nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. So you started out um, on the beach in San Diego? Yes. This yeah. was the summer of about, nine. Uh, I'm sorry, 2003. It was the summer of uh, 2003. I started, I got my apprenticeship. I got my foot through the door, you know. And then uh, the name of that shop was called Monster Tattoo. Very well-known shop, well-respected, by a really owned by a really good friend of mine, one of my mentors. Who um, we have a funny story how me and him met, but that's a whole different story. It's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll save that for the for we'll the next podcast. The next <laughs> yeah, but it was funny because I ended up at his shop and he ended up recognizing me like, "Hey, I remember you," and I'm like, "Okay." But anyway, that's a funny story. Yeah, sweet. Um, so that's how you got started out, man. And so then right. when did you so, come over to Vegas? Okay, so yeah, I, I uh, did my apprenticeship for about three months. The guy who brought me in, his plans were to bring me in as an piercer, show me the ropes. He was wanted to sell me his portion of what he was renting and all the jewelry and all the stuff that was involved with the piercing at the shop. And his plan was to sell it to me and move to Vegas. So three months later come by, he's asking me, all right, Tone, so what are we going to do? I said, you know what, honestly, I, I don't like piercing. I can't do this. I'm not really into it. Um, plus, he was charging me a little more money than it was really worth. So I got advice from other people not to do it. So I didn't. But anyways, long story short, I don't really like piercing anyway. But by then, I already came to trust by everybody that at the shop and everything. They liked me around. I was a hard worker and everything. So I asked the boss. Sorry about that. So old man's ro rolling in on a sick looking rig. So I've got a couple photos of the bikes out the back, so I'll um I'll post post them up after the fucking um when I do the show. But yeah, you boys have got some mad fucking bikes out here too, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got big yeah, boy big. toys. Yeah, bro. Big there must be some toys. good shops out here, eh? They do some good work, man. Absolutely. Sick Vegas, looking bikes. We do everything out here. Yeah, that, that thing looks fucking pretty deadly too. So, yeah, I mean, back to what I was saying. Uh, yeah, so anyway, by then I got the trust of the guys. I got, in the, I asked the, the boss if it was okay if I continue my apprenticeship as an artist. And, and they took me in under their wing. You know, I lasted for about a good year, year and a half. And then I ended up uh, leaving the shop. Things were getting a little crazy at the shop. It was time to go. So I left and uh, ended up moving to Vegas with the same guy who brought me in that, you know, offered me the piercing and all that. He uh, He brought me in and... Since I was a carpenter, I came out here and helped him build the shop. And I continued my apprenticeship with him. And then uh, that lasted for about a good four or five months. And then I met my wife within the first three months I was here. Um, and you know, you know how they say people come to Vegas and gamble. Well, I met my wife. And in the first, you know, two months we knew each other. We had an un unexpected uh, surprise. Arrival. So, hey, we had was a, it first two months? Arrival, yeah. Yeah, my little fella, uh -huh. uh, when Lily arrived, it was six weeks. Oh, so, there yeah. you go. So, things happened. You arrived know? quick, too, yeah. And, yeah. you know, mm. by the way, we're still married. You know, it's mm. uh, 13 years almost this year. It'll be 13 years now. So Yeah, doing well, man. Yeah. Doing Moved out here in 2005, by the way. Vegas. And Vegas has been home ever since. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so you mentioned a little bit before about your uncle being um, a big inspiration to you, um, which I think is awesome. It kind of excites me because, like, growing up, I didn't have too many, like, not a lot of artistic kind of inspiration. But I think growing up and having a young fella that's going to 
be exposed to the arts with the shit I do, like it excites me that they can sort of pick up on that stuff early and start early and Absolutely. find that as a, a passion and an opportunity to, you know, be able to develop it. Right, right. You know, well, you know, it was just one of those things I was just really impressed by the way he carried himself in the way. Do you mind if I grab Absolutely, one? Absolutely, please do. Um, you know, I just was impressed by the way he just carried himself and the way, it's just the respect that he got. I remember being a kid and going down to Rosarito in Baja, Mexico. So he, he would have been like <laughs> an early tattooer then, like he would have been doing you know some what? cool shit. Tattooing wasn't his thing. He was more of an abstract, real, like uh, very, very, he, in his paintings, he shows a lot of message. You know, he has a lot to say in his Oh, so, so he's a tattooer though, yeah? He's not a he's not a tattooist. Oh, okay. So he was just a, a, just a really painter. good artist, a, very, a painter. A painter. Wow. Okay. Very well known painter. So what, what what was his name? Sorry, I'll have to look him up. His name is uh, Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez. Painter. It's my uncle. Yeah, my tío. And what sort of um without having looked without having looked it up, what what sort of um paints did he used to use and shit? Um, I you know what I'm confused. I'm not sure if they're acrylic or oils. Yeah, what right. To say, okay. But. Maybe a blend, maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah. I'm not sure. Sick, man. I'd love to have a chat with him too, bro. Whereabouts is he? Well, he's a little, he's up north. He's up in a little town called Lodi. I'll go visit him. It's a little north (laughs) from uh, Stockton. He's worth the visit, I'll tell you that. Yeah, sick, bro. He's a whole, he's somebody that you would really enjoy. Yeah, man. That's, that's deafs, bro. We'll go, I'll fucking make a point to go up there just for that. Um, so who's, who's some other artists like tattooers or even just artists, people that inspired you along the way? Because, I mean, <clears throat> obviously you're in the arts. So who are the people that kind of guided a lot of your inspiration? Well, um, you know, there's too many to name, to be honest. There's so much influence out there these days and so many people that I have respect for that have been paving the way for guys like me for a long time. Um, you know, shoot, I don't even know where to begin. But off the top of my head, I want to say people like Tim Hendricks. I love his style. He does a lot of uh, traditional, does a lot of Chicano style, traditional. He does a lot of realism. I mean, a man can do pretty much any style of tattoo, which is something I'm trying to, uh, as, a, as a skill level, I want to get to, to be able to do anything that walks through the door and do it right and do it well. And, you know, he's one of somebody that stands out to me. Like an all-rounder. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Somebody yeah. Who's, who's a real tattoo artist. Yeah, yeah, yep. You, to call yourself, to me in my head, to call yourself a tattoo artist, you need to be well-rounded and, you know, it's more to it than just, uh, you know, perfecting your own little style that you think you might be good at. It's about paying respect and being able to do it all. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, that's a, a good perspective because a lot of people these days, like you said, get sort of set in one one kind of genre and I, I reckon right. sometimes they must get bored because it's or, unless they really love that style but right, I right. feel like if I was doing that and it's the same shit every day you'd want to kind of mix it up and do like, some other crazy shit wouldn't absolutely. you? Absolutely as an artist you always want to keep growing you never want to stay cornered you never want to think you know it all it's always about growth and and and, and taking it to your next level as an artist you know we don't ever we're never satisfied with what we're doing we always Trying you know, to develop trying it. Trying to develop mm. it, perfect it. Well, no yeah, that's, that's the most fascinating thing about fucking um, yeah. tattooing, I think, is like these these things are like on people for, for the rest of their life. So Very you're not permanent. like you're it's trying to – yeah, a lot of these tattoos that people do too, like Lily says all the time, oh, I don't know if that will hold, that won't hold, you know. So there's, you, there's a lot of um, thought that it's not just doing something like – temporary you're doing something hopefully that you're thinking longevity wise yeah absolutely. yeah it looks good in when they're 60 70 you know, 80 i'm glad, I'm glad you, you know? brought that up because mm. you know early on in my career i chose you know i i fell into the traditional american traditional style tattooing but not by choice me coming from a chicano neighborhood you know i grew up in national city which is a suburb out of uh, san diego um you know it's very chicano influenced a lot of low riders a lot of gang members and you know just a whole lot of your lifestyle um you know, we're really into just draw, you know, pencil drawings, you know, uh, ballpoint, you know, pen drawings and stuff like that. So anyway, when I got into the tattoo world, I had to learn a whole new style of art, you know. And when I first got introduced to traditional, I was like, wow, I look like a little kid drew this, you know. Not knowing that those are the godfathers, not knowing, you know, that those are the guys that paved the way for the tattoo world, you know, that made it to what it is today. Um you know, because the style that I grew up in, again, they were coming, a lot of the guys from the neighborhood, they were coming out, you know, out of jail and getting these, you know, crazy images, you know, a lot of religious images, a lot of, you know, Mexican imagery, a lot of, you know, clowns and payasas and stuff like that, you know, lowriders and stuff like that. And, 
And um, legendary so, shit like exactly. that. Exactly. Huh? So growing up in the lottery, you know, and everything, I, you know, being in this tattoo shop now, I, you know, was around a lot of, you know, I don't mean to say it like this, but a lot of white guys and all my all my friends were pretty much white boys who brought, <laughs> who took me under their wing, and it was all about traditional at the time. So I I. Once I tried it, I figured, wow, this is very difficult to do. So I really was intrigued. Again, as an artist trying to grow, I was like, wow. So I fell in love with the, the fact that it is simple and then less is more. So in time, I developed my own style. You know, at the time, early on, was, a, you know, like a Chicano American traditional style. You know, taking imagery from, you know, Mexican background and Chicano background, but making it in a simple style, make it more bold and, you know, make uh, it a tattoo, bit more, or, bit more, tattoo style. Yeah. A bit more white boy. A little bit more white boy. I'm a <laughs> Southern California white boy. That's yeah, right, boy. No, that's, that's, <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but no, it's cool that you're sort of developing it. Like I've been obviously yeah. um, I mean, I was really watching young, you too. Cause, yeah. pioneer mm. some of that stuff. I'm not yeah. saying I'm the only one that was doing it. I'm not saying I was the first one to do it, but definitely very early on doing it. Help pioneer that style the chicano tradition there's a big difference between you know realism chicano stuff and the traditional style you know so yeah yeah no that's sweet man it's um yeah it's i'm watching you develop and like even in the last two years because two years ago lily came and guested at your shop too um when it was half the size and yeah. i was actually going to touch back before on like when you're talking about yeah in your apprenticeship and your tattooing apprenticeship mm-hmm because you had the construction background, not only did you have um, the, the tattoo experience, you'd already had some shop fit tattoo experience as well, which, man, that gives you the inside land a lot on the, this beautiful shop that you built. You but, know, like I said, I just believe everything I've ever done in the past has led me up to become a successful tattoo artist and successful at what I'm doing because, you know, uh, God has a plan for all of us. I just feel right now is my time and, you know, it's just like it's opportunity and I, I uh, I, I, I jumped on it, you know. Um, what happened was, uh, yeah, you're right. When you came, I was one side. The next door to me was a Mexican ice cream shop. Excuse me. And they went out of business, so I didn't think twice. I jumped on the property, which, I mean, the, the, the unit, which was exactly the same size as the one that's existing now, my shop. Um, so it was a no-brainer. I pretty much mirrored what was on one side right onto the other. And again, like my boy said, you know, you got to check it out. It's It's... You know, it's it's definitely somewhere you gotta at least take a look at. It's worth looking. Yeah, at. Yeah, man, absolutely. So when opportunity came, yeah. I just took advantage and jumped on it. Yeah. So um, uh, so yeah, Lily was here a couple of years ago. The shop's gotten bigger, but your tattooing has diversified too, man. Like I've seen, I've watched you in the last two years. Your tattooing, you. tattooing style, like just doing a lot of um, realism now and really challenging yourself with that, and it's looking Absolutely. sick. Thank you, um, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Man. Yeah, so yeah. So does. just watching it develop, man. It's cool watching you know artists develop. Even Lily, like like you said, you you never you know fulfilled. You always want to just try and improve, 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 which is awesome. And 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 Absolutely. endeavor to you know. Well, the secret Get your is, artistry better and better, and having a big shop like you have with eleven guys too. Yeah, you guys, are, it's like you know. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are all sort of, sort of pushing it and pushing and pushing each other and developing it. You know. Yeah. No. And um, you know. Uh, <laughs> Somebody just fucking <laughs> flicked threw a flick the cigarette over a block fence. Can I get my soccer balls back? Jesus. <laughs> Um, no, you're right. I mean, like I said, I uh, people don't know this. It's a secret, but I would do this for free, you know. And uh, I, I charge a very fair price for people to, uh, you know, let me do what I love on them. Yeah, so I guess we'll touch on something there real quick. Like, I remember you put up a post. It was about six months ago. And it was like, it sort of cemented my appreciation for you and what you do. And it was sort of like, um, there was probably people just fucking talking shit or... or sort of um, giving you shit for the $500 tap out. Right, Sort right. of thing, and you're like, fuck you guys. Like, I know what it's like to yeah. fucking, to earn 500 bucks. Like so I go said, fuck yourself, if you're gonna judge me. So you guys are doing like, like awesome said, work, but you're making the price fair for you guys as well, absolutely. you know? Well, number one, I'll just never forget where I came from. You know, mm. let, let's start there. Mm. Number two, you know, I know what it takes to make $500 in a week. And if you're gonna come and donate, you know, give me $500 to do something I love, you know, especially, you know, we'll get into that tap out. There's a little history behind that. Yep. But at the end of the day, you know, I would do this for free and I still love what I do. And every day it's an excitement. It's a different day. Um, but, you know, uh, 
Can I get in the tap out how that was brought up? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you really fast. Okay. So we mentioned, okay. So. Well, oh, hang on a sec. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'll just quickly, um, I'll jump on the Americana tattoo. So okay. the, the shop's called Americana. Yes. And um, so, yeah, it started in 2014. 2014, I bought the shop. Yeah. And then, so you've obviously kitted your shop out real sick, had one side. Right. And then, uh, uh, when did you do the other side? Okay. Real quick, mm. let me mention something that's kind of important. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, this tattoo establishment has been here since, I want to say 2007. I actually worked here and helped open this place. After it already opened, they had things going already, and the guy who owns it, we also worked at the same shop in San Diego. His name is uh, uh, Bundy. We call him Bundy, but his name is Shannon. Shannon oh, so I didn't know. So you know so I Bundy. I used to work here, yes. I didn't know that. Um, so yes. Bundy owns Bad Apple? No, Bundy owns Showroom Tattoo. Showroom. He also owns, he's partners with Gianni Russo. They own uh, Broken Dagger Tattoo. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. and that's how you and Lily met at Broken Dagger. That's exactly Dagger. where me and Matt, yeah, Lily met. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that you knew Bundy from oh, San and Diego. Oh, we go way back. Oh, wow. We, we I didn't know. We're family. That's I like didn't know big, that, bro. Big, big brother. Oh, okay. yeah. We shout out to Bundy, bro. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that's how you knew each other. It's somebody you guys need to look into because he's working as well. Lily worked with um. Bundy too. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Very solid boss. So like I and said, I've been very met. fortunate mm. to be surrounded. When I landed mm. from San Diego to Vegas, I was very fortunate to be in the right circle at the time mm. with all the right tattoo artists mm. because there's a lot of, you know, whatever. But well, there's I, a lot more shops now, like there everywhere. There there's there a shop is. on every corner. Absolutely. So when you're in that, that old world of just, mm-hmm. there was less shops and you all sort of knew each other and it was like... yeah. It you was know. a small circle. You know, mm. it still is. You know, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. knows who's and what's going on. But yeah. you're right. Pop shops just popping it's up. It's everywhere, everywhere, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they ain't fucking they ain't popping up like this one. So you know, I uh, I took over, I bought the shop in 2014. I used to work here at the time. It was called Last Chance Tattoo, and it was owned by uh, Bundy and another famous, world-renowned, very famous tattoo artist by the name of uh, Ryan Downey. He owned the shop. They were partners. They opened up uh, Last Chance Tattoo, and. They were, you know, they were doing good. They opened up another one on the east side of town. Now, I started at the east side of town, and then I ended up making my way over over here on the west side of town, which is uh, Last Chance at the time, uh, which is now Americana. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I worked here. So when I bought the shop, I knew what I was getting into just for the fact that I knew that the, the amount of uh, walk-ins that would come through all the time. So with the fit-out, was the fit out already there, and or did you like um, change the fit out? Because there's fucking like even just like that fit out that you got in there looks nice, just timber and you know. No, that was put in by the owner that came after last chance. So last chance, um, Bundy walked away from it. He or walked away, and they went through a few owners after that. Okay, and so it went through a few. It went through quite a yeah. few art, uh, different owners. Yeah, and nice. And then uh, the last one who owned it is a very well known. Badass tattoo artist as well. I bought it from. His name is John. John Merrill. Thanks, John. You John really Merrill. pimped it out. No. So well, everyone pimped well, out along the way. Well, well, hold on. <laughs> this, uh, I just gotta say this. Um, when I bought it, it, it looked. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was yeah. nice. Mm. It just wasn't up to my liking. It. it just yeah. wasn't what I wanted. You know, it's like when you buy a car. Mm. Are you gonna leave it stock? Or are you gonna? You're gonna to do what you want to do. Yeah. You know? So something like that. You're gonna you know? pimpify it. Absolutely. You yeah, know. Yeah, and nice. So you know. So. Yeah, I, I ended up buying it from John in 2014, and um, you know it is what it is today. And um, you know, I just uh, oh, so real quick, back to the five hundred dollar tablet. This is what happened. Can I get into that? No, no, no. Well, Not this yet? is the thing. Okay, I'm sorry. See, Tony, these guys have got this fucking strong weed, strong as fuck, man. So we're we're trying our best to keep it together, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit fucking super strong. I just thought the tap out story is kind of important. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, I got we'll it. get back to that. Well, I was gonna go to the dress code, man. Like, I love your okay. fucking dress code, bro. Thank you. So where did that start, man? And then we'll go jump on tap okay. out. Okay. All right, we'll jump. Okay, uh, real fast. Um, I'll try to make it short. Uh, <laughs> This is what happened. You're right, bro. You fucking take your time if you want, man. Okay. This no, is there's happened. no rush here, bro. This is what happened. I uh, I went to a wedding that I got invited to in San Diego. One of my good friends, a childhood friend of mine who I consider a cousin, um, he was getting married, and uh, I haven't wear I haven't wore a suit in a very long time, you know. So I went down to Greenspan's down in uh, in Los Angeles, right there in Southgate. Went to a store, a very well famous store, Greenspan. The reason I'm bringing it up. Um, they, uh, I went in there, got some nice clothes, went to this wedding, came back, told my one of my guys that works with me, his name was T, 
His name is T. He don't work with me anymore, but he's on it. And um, I told him, I said, man, I haven't dressed up in a long time, man. It felt so good to go to this way. And I got some, you know, since I've been heavily tattooed, it's been a long time, you know? So he's like, you know what, Tom? Why don't you come tomorrow, come dressed up, you know? And uh, I'll come dressed up and, you know, just, just you know, let's do it. I'm, so it was just like one day. Yeah, we just did so it like for you fun. Went to, it was for what's fun. The, what's the name of that shop? Greenspan. Greenspan. That is a store. It it's, sounds it's, like a fucking franchise, but it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's been gangster. Ser- it's, it's gangster. Okay. They've been serving the lowrider community since 1928, I believe. Greenspan? Yep, right there in South Yeah, Gate, nice. I'm going to go drop into that shit. Absolutely. You should. So is there like some like independent owners? It is. I believe shop? a uh, old Irish family owns it. Mm. Very cool cat. Nice. I met him once. Very cool dude. They've been in the barrio for a long time. I'm going to go check that shit out, you bro. You should. Yeah. They sponsor a lot of movies and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so the dress code like was just started from that day. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. I came in. We took, you know, and, and, and me and the uh, and T were just hanging out. And we took a photo in front of the shop. Like, fuck it. Let's take a photo. We're looking good. Fuck it. Why not? Of course. We took a photo, right? So, we posted on Instagram. And this is probably like the most likes. We Tons ever, of profit. <laughs> this is the most likes we ever got on anything. So, I was like, you know what? There it is. That's, that's what we're going to do. That's there it is, man. And it matched the name. Oh, bro. I mean, because there's a lot of antiques right. in the shop. There's a lot of stuff to look at. And it just goes, the oh. name and everything you just guys, came together. The dude, you guys are tight AF, man. God is real. Tight so. AF. I've never seen, like, I haven't seen anyone in the fucking modern era dress as sharp as you guys dress Thank daily. You. Thank you. I mean, I, I fucking the look I has love evolved. you. The look has evolved. But then the missus went down shopping because she had to get to the dress code, went and spent. Like, she's like, don't worry, I'll make it back, you know, and whatever. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, she's been busy. Yeah, it's you've been looking her. after she's her too, good. man. Absolutely. Like you're, you're she's a fucking a legend. Yeah, yeah, she's, love she's it, blood. man. That's she's awesome. She's family. Sorry, it's much man. appreciated, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, and yeah, th- I guess there's a shout out to any artists that want to come and guest too. Absolutely. Tony Chingon looks after these people. Here. Yeah. Come out here, come uh, guest spot, man. Love to have you guys. Yeah. Get to know you guys. We could all. He cuts a good deal, man. And hey, you know, mi casa's tu casa. Hey, all right. That's sick, bro. I really like that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, the dress code. Yeah, now let's go to the five hundred dollar tap out, man. So where'd that fucking originate? Uh, well, the five hundred dollars is what happened, right? Like I said, I bought the shop, right? And it was uh, I had two artists that were existing at the time. They were here with me, and within two weeks, both of them pretty much got up and left me alone. So now here I am. I have a house. I got a family. I got kids, and I got this brand new shop. And now here I am by myself. I'm like, holy shit! What am I gonna do? So I said, you know what? It, it didn't even have the name $500 tap out yet. It was just, give me $500 and I'll do whatever you want oh, for well. as long as you want. I so don't you, care what So it you is. initiated that like off your own back I, straight I up? I did, just because well, I knew what, mm-hmm. what it takes to make $500 yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, so if yeah. I could make it in a night, fuck, I'm That's blessed. That's good. Yeah, you're doing good. Thank you, God. Thank yeah, you. Nice. Thank you. Mm. And thank you for the tattoo gods as well. Yeah, yeah. And you know nice. what? It just took off. It kind of snowballed little by little. Word got around. And, and before you do it, I was swamped with work and shit man it helped me um not only uh you know build my shop the way i wanted it it made me pay back the what, debt just that on I your was in. just on your own absolutely oh wow that's yes. awesome and then there I, you go. By, little by little i did uh, yeah. i started coming in and yeah. I, I got my you buddy build it up, yeah my buddy tommy mm. t uh renee jesse and tony they were all here since the very beginning shout outs to the team absolutely i heard you shout outs to them um on insta the other day and mm-hmm. said you guys much respect and love. I appreciate y'all. Absolutely, they were yeah. one of the, they were there with me from the very beginning. And that's nice, and that man. It's, it's good that you do that because it's they sincere. believe in the vision and yeah. they believe in what Sincerity, I was doing. Sincerity, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Without you know, we need people to get move, keep moving forward in this life. That's you know? what I like about your tone is that you're fucking sincere. Thank you know, you there's cunts out there that whatever they social media wise are fucking way bigger. But they're fucking not sincere, man. Like you've got appreciation, which I admire. Well, you know, you know and, you and you got stay that. Humble. Stay humble and and then and also stay hungry. Yeah, stay hungry, but yeah, keep those um, values that you have because a lot of people well, because, like start said, blowing up and then start going like, yeah, I'm yeah. 250 bucks an hour, da da da. Nah, you know what I mean? mean? Man, Get I'm selfish. Still, I'm still very, very reasonable. I'm I'm here for the working class because that's who I do it for. For the working class, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, oh, bro, should we talk about that fucking when you did tattoo that um, dude that got the 40 mil contract or no? <laughs> I'm happy if we just roll on from that. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a little bit sad. That happened, you know, in the tattoo world. Unfortunately, we do sometimes. <laughs> I love that, bro. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'll roll on it. Yeah, so you, you have tattooed some famous people anyway. I have. I've been fortunate, you know, that we've crossed paths and I've been able to, you know, do what I love on them. So. Yeah, that's sick, man. So um, I guess the next question is, bro, like, we're in Las Vegas. Fucking Las Vegas, man. How do you sustain... Being in Los, how long you been here? I've been out here since 2005, so it's gonna be 13 years this year. Yeah, so how do you sustain that, man? Like this place is Party Town Royale, man. No, this absolutely. is like fucking, absolutely. you know, this is crazy yeah. place. There's so like much this. good music here. There's so much good fucking culture. There's so much good, like, we just went to a gig last night and mm-hmm. had a great time. But like, there's just at certain times, especially coming into summer too, which Lily always used to. Before I met you, Lily always used to tell me. You'd be like, like oh, put put what is it? Put weight on over winter, and <laughs> yeah. then in summer get ripped as fuck. We gotta get the cuts for the sluts. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so so we gotta get we gotta get ripped, bro. Summer's coming, Absolutely, man. man. It's just you know you gotta put the weight on. You know when you're hanging out with the holidays, holidays. It's the holiday weight, you know. Yeah. So, but people. Um, but no, out here in Vegas. Nah, people would be interested in this, man. Because yeah. man, I I remember seeing you. Like I always see you just get ripped in summer. I guess that's what I see because it's the motto. It's live you know, by the sword, balance, die by the know, sword. Like, but man, like, I, like, how do you, like, you were telling me about that thirty-minute exercise last time. What was that shit, right. bro? That shit looked epic. No, it's awesome. It's a T25. It's uh, by Shanti, same guy who did uh, Insanity. That workout. Uh, I did it for a while. I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys the truth, man. I'm, I'm living proof that shit works. You used to shred, bro. Oh yeah. I'm man. keen. Let's jump on that shit. Yeah, let's I'm do down. it. I'm down. Hey, bro, here. Let's get I'm it. ready to get my anaerobic capacity it, going. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. When we go to Max, I want to surf, bro. I want to have good anaerobic capacity oh, great already. and strength. Not yeah, yeah. like, but I gotta just. But it's more about looking great. It's about feeling great. Well, That's what's important about this program. I'm gonna tell you why. Because it tells you what to eat. You eat. It tells you. How many meals for your calorie, for your weight, for your height, oh, for wow. your age? Wow. You know, so it's very important. It yeah. breaks it down to a science to what is going to work for your body and your body type and your goals. Mm. And it helps you reach your goals. Well, me and Lily went on a carb-free fucking thing. Right. All these cunts have been talking about. All good. If you're doing nothing, all good. You're not burning them. But if, if you're doing like a bit of high-intensity exercise, oh, you probably need a bit of fucking... Like I said, you need your... Car- you need some tortillas, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Especially you when we're... tamales. You need the, Those are the Mexican power bars. When we're living with Mama Rosa. <laughs> That's oh, right. I, I try, I cut out tortillas for a week, bro. It's breaking my heart. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, so now I'm keen to just exercise and fuck that, that carb-free shit off, man. No, but yeah, absolutely, man. It's important to stay healthy, you know. I'm getting So, yeah, but sustaining life yeah. in Vegas, man. So, well, you like, know, I'm going like, to tell you like this. Um, how do you, how know, do you fucking Vegas, maintain it? I think you have to learn how to live in this town. Uh, moderation's everything, you know. Um, I, uh, I've been partying my whole life. Life has been great. Life has been a party, you know. Um, Bro, you still doing all-nighters, though? I'm still doing all-nighters, you know. I'm fucking 40 years old, you know what I'm saying? But shit. I still got it. Don't be hating on your boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, nah, like I said, it's all moderation. It's Uber's good too, to, man. Uh, Uber's good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, plenty of sleep and just, uh, you know, like I said, there's not a lot of, let's just say there's not a lot of doors in Vegas I can't open. I had a lot of fun out here. All right, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Russ. Sounds real good to me. Oh, uh, this is a great one, man. I didn't know about this until the other night when I rolled in and, um, I'm probably slurring my words a bit. I just had one of Tony's drinks. I think it's a double vodka. The, the, what's the, Man drinks. Here, oh, babe. I'm meant to drive home. I hope I'm fucking um, 0.06 over here, isn't it? <laughs> You'll be all right. Oh, well. It'll buff out. See, here we go. Um, getting shot. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know about this. You were telling us the story the other day about when you got shot. You want to um, tell Yeah. Them? Fortunately, it's something that happens, you know. Uh, you know, we just never know what's going to happen. I was, uh, it happened in uh, 2007, California, my own hometown, San Diego. I was out. I was actually going to catch a flight next night, next morning, back to Las Vegas. And I uh, went out to meet up with some old friends and some family members. And, you know, I get to the bar and we're hanging out, we're dancing, we're chilling. At the end of the night, you know, he's got a little confusing. Somebody came up and, you know, California lifestyle, food just sits its own. Hey, where are you from? whoop de woo yeah, what but is that all Cali, or is that hey, is that? You know, when you look the way I look, and you're Chicano, you know, and you're full of tattoos, and you know, it just raises eyebrows, I guess. Some people want to test your nuts from time to time, but so you know, he comes up, starts asking silly questions, you know, about where I'm from, whoop de woo, and 
you know, and, and the one thing led to another, before you know it, we're fighting and kicking his ass, and I give him a chance to get up because I felt bad I was already beating the shit out of him, so I let him get up, and that was probably my mistake, you know, and when as soon as he got up, his friend, when his friend came over to scrape him up off the ground because he was bleeding everywhere all over his face, he was pounding on him. I let him get up, like, come yeah, on, but we're not he, done. No, so no, I let him get up, and that was my mistake. But he I, tried to, he started it, too, though. He did start it. He mm. did come up to us, and I was like, he's like, hey, where are you guys from? I go, bro, we're all from San Diego. It's all good. Nobody's gangbanging. Like, I'm good, man. I know mm. we're all tattoo artists, you know. Don't don't let the tattoo you, don't let the tattoos, you know, get you on a different direction. So he wasn't having it. He didn't give a shit. Like, where you from? Where you from? Like, and kept kept pushing it. And I was like, bro, where are you from? And he told me he was from, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. He was from the burbs. Yeah, like, you know, just not even, that shit, I don't know. He wasn't packing weight from the hood, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood where, you know, you, you, you know, yeah, you had you, to be with the business. You knew life. how to scrap. Absolutely. Every cunt knew how to scrap. Absolutely. Even the nerds knew how to scrap. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, I just, fool was gang banging and, and, and acting tough and, his friend came to pick him up, and when he picked him up, the dude pulled, pulled out a pistol, and he shot me. And luckily... So the dude that you beat the shit out of? Yeah, just, he got picked up, and he pulled out a pistol right away and shot me. But you know what? I got very lucky, because at the very initiative, when it all happened, when he asked me where I was from, and I kind of made... Not fun of him, but kind of like, what? Are you serious, bro? Um, he didn't like my, 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 I guess, my reaction, so he... I seen the punch coming. The punch was coming, so I braced myself. He hits me in the face. I grab him by the shirt. And there was two cars between us. So I drag him at the end of the car and I turn around and I spin and I throw him on the ground. I jump on top of him and I start pounding the shit out of him. And then that's when I let him up. I felt bad, you know, He's bleeding everywhere. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna kill yeah, this guy. Yeah, this is hectic. So, yeah. you know, I said, oh shit. So mm-hmm. I got up and I said, hey, you know what? Get up, man. I, mm-hmm. Let's see if you still got some, you know? Mm-hmm. But that was my mistake. I should have. Because mm-hmm. as soon as he got up, he picked up, he pulled out a pistol out of his pocket and shot me, which was okay because had initially, without punching me in the face first, he could have just pulled out the pistol and shot me in the head right away. So, you know, hey, here we are today, and, and I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a scary moment. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act tough. But So I got shot, and then I ran back but in where there. where did he shoot you, bro? He shot me. He almost shot you lie. in the dick, bro, he, didn't he? he? Was, I'm not lying. Luckily for me, I got a little dick. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's right, right there. Right. I mean, like right above. Right, so he was aiming right at above. fucking dick like, so fuck he, you, dude. I don't dude. think he was aiming. He was just holding he his just face like and he just aimed up. and shot. Just shot. And yeah. the next thing you knew, I seen the back of his Cortez is running. Boom, his Nike's running. And I'm like, you motherfucker. So I ran back in the bar. I take off my shirt. No blood. I pulled my pants down. And they just started squirting out like Kill Bill, you know, just blood everywhere. It was nasty. So I was like, oh, shit, this motherfucker got me in an artery. Shit, I'm going to die. And my cousin was with me that night. And my buddy Flox, Flox, which is a, another world-renowned tattoo artist, big letter big letter guy. Shout out Flox. to Flox. Yeah, big shout F-L-U-X out to my boy Flox from SKA. F-L-A-X. San Diego, Southeast San Diego. F-L-A-X or F-L-U-X? What's that? Flox is F L A K S. Flox, Mr. Flox. Yep, that's yeah. my boy. He's a big, he's a good friend of mine, and it's been a, he's been a part of my journey. Shout out to Flox. Shout out to Flox. Yeah. My cousin sleeps. Yeah, you know. Nice. Shout out so to anyway, the boys. I shout out to my own boys yeah. back home. But anyway, long story short, you know, you know, it's funny because I ran back into the bar where I got shot, and I even told the bartender, "Listen, man, I just got shot. I think I might die. Can I get a beer? Can I get a?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I told I told my primo, you know, my cousin, I was like, hey man, I'm, I might be dying. Just make sure you tell my kids and my wife I love them, man. I'm out, bro. I'm a mom, you know. So anyways, I get in the ambulance, blah blah, and everything. But here, here I am today. So you know, again, God works in mysterious ways. So and, they stitched uh, stitched her up, and where you go? That's right. I mean, uh, I was walking within but, two weeks. But it, what was it? it I mean, was it I, a twenty-two? I think it was a 22 caliber. So it didn't so, it didn't blast through the back. You know it what? just sort of bounced up, didn't and it? And that's the thing. That's mm. the thing that the doctor said. He was like, you know what? You're lucky. Today, he said, happy birthday. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you should either be shitting out of a bag or paralyzed or dead. And none of those things happen. You're walking away 
you're good. You're so lucky. It's like throwing a tennis ball into a yeah. fence and making and hoping that it gets stuck in the fence. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and the bullet's still in me. I remember when after oh, I got bullshit. shot. I swear to God, it isn't. After I got shot, how do you get gone through airports and shit? I was gonna. Well, that's funny you bring that up. Listen, <laughs> it's a true story, man. I'm trying to get my way back to Vegas, and right away I get stopped at the airport. There, of course you it, do. It, it went Look off. Good job. The lead, yeah, the, it, it went off, man. Beep, 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 you know and. And I'd had to explain the story, what happened. So, because you went to the Philippines and Japan tattooing, didn't you? Yes, I got yeah. invited by the Tribal Gear, Tribal mm -hmm. Gear Worldwide. Shout out. Shout outs to my mm -hmm. boys at Tribal, Bobby Ruiz. That's one of my big, 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 big mentors, big bro. He's somebody who uh, who flew me out there and uh, got a chance to experience uh, Philippines, Japan, and, you know, just representing Tribal Gear and uh, West Coast clothing well, and the lifestyle. It's lucky. Um so they obviously didn't want to dig into the muscle to pull the bullet out, yeah? Well, they pretty much said it was like digging a needle out of a haystack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it was do more damage than good. trying to get her out. So, yeah. yeah, if you ever have any problems, come back. And you know what? It's 2018, well, it's and I'm good still, so I'm all well, right. Well, if you had softer muscles, they probably would have rolled through. It probably would have rolled through. I went out shooting the other day with my brother-in-law. 22s. They, they don't fuck around either, man. Like I thought that it like they tumble. That's I shot thing. this twenty two rifle. Uh, mm -hmm. Rifle, right? Man, I was nailing shit at like I don't know what you'd say, probably thirty meters. And I'm like, holy fuck, this thing's accurate. Oh, you know absolutely, what I mean? that's a hunting gun. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Crazy. but man, it's mm. also an execution bullet. That's mm. what they put in the back of some oh, people's wow. heads, and they make your whole brain rattle because mm. they're designed to tumble. So anything it hits, it tumbles around. That's why when the doctor said that, there's so much going yeah, on in yeah, the yeah. pelvis area. Yeah, where yeah, I got yeah. Hit. You're lucky. Exactly. I got very, very lucky. So you know, that's again, hectic. God is God is real. It's been a big part of me, and that's the reason why I got a big Jesus portrait on the top of my head, so that way he knows that I know. I mean, you know, we're both in cahoots <laughs> with who's boss, <laughs> which is him. Absolutely. I, um, so, yeah, the old Ink Masters. So I jumped on how to look at the old um, Ink Masters uh, competition. Yeah. That looked pretty exciting, man. Like, I get pretty nervous. Like, I'm even just nervous sitting here talking on the microphone. Man, that looked pretty nerve-wracking, like, being on the camera, doing... You know what? There's a little history behind that, behind... It's something you're gonna to need to know too, because I was supposed to go on Ink Master season nine before I went on the Ink Angels. Mm, okay. So they hit me up. This is what happened. True story. Mm. A friend of mine who's been on the show already, King Ruck, right? King mm. Ruck. He's been on Ink Master several times. Mm. I ran into him at uh, first Friday down here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Big art walk. I ran into him. He's like, Hey Tom, you ever been on TV? I said, Yeah, I have before. But why? What's up? He's like, Hey. I need somebody to come with me to Ink Master. They're looking for new people, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, hey, um, but we have to go on there representing my shop, saying that you worked here, and we're going to go on there as a team, and we're going to go represent my shop. I said, okay, you know what? That sounds like a good opportunity at the time. Right? I was thinking, yeah, it sounds like a good opportunity. So we came to the shop, and we did a little quick uh, demo, you know, us talking shit about other competitors and other representing Vegas and his shop and this and this and the other. But then, in the midst of it all, uh, after we were done doing our little show and s submitting it to the to the to the producers, at the end I said, you know what, uh, King, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for everything, but this doesn't feel right. This is not. I've worked so hard to get my ass to where I'm at to own my own shop and everything else that I cannot go on national TV in the world as a lie and as a fraud. You're my boy, and I respect you. But thank you. But I, I have to turn this down. So, you know, he said, hey, Tone, I respect you, man. No worries, dude. Do what you got to do. I said, okay, thank you. So, I, but at the time, I already had an interview with the producers from Ink Master. And so, next morning, I have a, a quick interview with them. And then, uh, you know, I tell them, hey, listen, I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to back out. You know, but if you want me to go, this is what I got to offer. It was like a, a, a FaceTime type of interview, like a webcam type of thing. So I picked up my iPad and I took a quick video around the shop and showed them, listen, if you want me to go, this is what I got to offer. This is who I am. This is what I represent. And they liked it. They liked the idea. So they went with it. So they led me on for three months. I was supposed to go, you know, I was getting prepared. I even flew out to England because I'm very big on the suits that we wear at my shop. You don't just. I was wondering why you went to England, here. Ross. Yeah. We wear suits. There you but go. We wear tweed. Like, why the no, fuck listen, are you in this England? Is, this is important. Yeah. We don't just wear fucking suits. This, we wear nothing but fucking tweed suits. 
and boots. We look like old Englishmen. Mm. Why? Because I love the stilo. I love the style. We I, One day, I was, like I said, my man said, we did start the, the dress code. I got it at Greenspan. But what happened was I was sitting back one day watching the Peaky Blinders. And I just watched that show, Peaky Blinders, on Netflix. I haven't seen it, right? Never seen the no, Peaky Blinders. I'll check oh, it out. I highly recommend I'll it. Anyways, it's a show about English uh, mafia guys, badass dudes, right? But the way they get up, right? We're already wearing suits. But mm. I was looking at the show. I was like, why does this guy look so good? Mm. I figured it out. It's the material, the mm. suits that they wear. Sweet. Very important. There you go. Because if not, you look like a fucking broken salesman. You look like a goddamn somebody who works at T-Mobile or yeah, at the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tweed is a vague fucking... The shit. But that's what people don't notice these days in 2018. Bro, I just saw Jimi Hendrix's fucking jacket. Have you seen that one at the Hard Rock? I haven't seen it. Bro, I reckon awesome. it's Tweed. Tweed. Oh. Duh. Dude, well, I can see some from London, gangster so shit, He understands man. a Tweed. Oh. So listen. So yeah. listen. You cannot mm. find Tweed, a three-piece suit. You cannot find in the United States. So you and went to you England. Do, yeah. You're going to pay top dollar. So anyway, yeah. I made the trip to England, you know, thinking I'm, it's okay. With your homie too. With yeah. one of my guys. Because yeah. they said, do you have a partner? And I said, yes. One of my artists, his name was Sketch. Mm-hmm. I said, I got a partner. We're ready to go. Let's go. Okay, bring mm-hmm. him along. He sounds great. Mm-hmm. They strung us along. We did the psych test. We do all kinds of bullshit, you know, red, bunch of ropes you got to jump through before you get there. So anyway, we passed it all. Okay. We get to England. We're going there. We're buying suits. I spent I don't know how many thousands of dollars on suits and a bunch of bullshit that I wanted, right? Yeah. And that's a whole other story about the whole Peaky Blinders spirit being with us. Okay, I'll look that shit up, that's bro. That's a different story. I got to get yeah. into it because it's very important. But anyways. Okay. Anyways. Uh, Man, I think we're about to blaze up a bit more of this fucking... What is this shit, man, from the dispensary? Sweet. This is from a home grower. Yeah, nice. It's very good. Yeah, it's strong as fuck. So right. I get back home from uh, uh, from England a week before we're supposed to fly out to New York. I get the phone call. Your uh, guys, we're not going to need you anymore. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding? And, and you, they were cold-blooded. They were like, uh, what's going on? Ah, uh, yeah, we don't need you guys anymore. Sorry, guys. Bye. They're very short. I'm like, okay, whatever. So and at the time. Some fucking gangster suits in England for this shit. Yes. Sincere. That's what I love, bro. I love the sincerity. See, a lot of, lot of people that just fucking, I don't know, go down to fucking, No, nah, man, know. this is not a look. It's a lifestyle. That's the yeah, thing. Bro. It's not a look. Anybody could it. try to fucking do it. all this. It's a lifestyle. Mm. That's the difference. That's that's, that's, that's what's real. Well, man, like, you know? myself personally, I love the country and Western shirts. And even, like, um, being down in Mexico to some of the rodeos and shit. Come on. Yeah. Personally, it, this is the thing, bro. Personally, I'm not a fucking cowboy at all. I surf, <laughs> but like, there's a certain style you like to We're roll with, bro. You know what I mean? We're all cowboys. <laughs> like, you got the '20s white boy look, and I'm pulling the <coughs> absolutely. I'm pulling the bloody Mexican cowboy look. Say, so, fuck it. You There's know what I mean? Behind that, I huh? love it. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, no. So we came back, and they just turned us down. And so you know, I thought nothing of it, whatever. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me because I was building the shop in San Diego. But that's a whole different story. But anyway, yeah. trip out on this. I happened to go. I was back in Vegas. I was talking to one of my guys, and I don't know. We're talking. We happen to be talking about the situation that happened and how they turned us down. Whatever. That same freaking day, I get a text message from the producers. They were like, "Hey, uh, we have a new proposition. We want you to come on the show. We're gonna come to your shop. We're gonna expose your shop. We're gonna let people know who you are. You get to compete. Blah blah blah." I'm like, dude, once they mention my shop, because I'm not, you know, I don't care about TV or none of that. But once they mentioned that my shop was going to be in, I was yeah, like, oh, fuck man, yeah. the world this. needs to see what's going on with Americana Tattoo. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's real, because mm. it comes from the heart, you know? Mm. It comes from the barrio, it comes from everywhere, because you know what? That's the name, Americana. It's for everybody, for every color. It's for all of us. That's what I it's like Americana about it, bro. Yeah. History. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a this, not this, not that. It's it's all of us. We're all in this motherfucker well, together. Bro, this is the thing that fascinates me about old Trump fucking building the wall. Because this is the thing, like one of the things a lot of people don't know about Mexico and, and the US is that um, it was only like 150 years ago, a lot of America used to be Mexico. Well, one thing I got to say real quick, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's trippy, yeah. man. Like, no, but pe- a lot of people don't know this. I never learned this at school, bro. So 150 years ago, the Americans moved the border down way further, and they fucking pretty much where a lot of um, Mexicans live now, it's, it's very close to 
where probably their ancestors were living 150, 200 years ago. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So Absolutely. That, that, Some of us that, never left. That's you know insane. I mean? So I think, My family, I think Trump, well, what are you going to do, Trump? You're going to put it on the old fucking line or the new line? Right, you right, know? right, right. Because if I was Mexico, I'd be like, yeah, I'll build it, but I'll put it on the fucking, you know? Right. I'll no, put absolutely. it on the I'll put it on the the old line, you know, not the new that's one. A, that's a, that's it's a, crazy, bro. I never knew about this shit until like four yeah. or five years ago. So it just fascinates me about Uncle that history, Trump, bro. Uncle Trump is doing some uh, <laughs> doing some whack shit, <laughs> he's eh? Doing some crazy shit. You yeah, know? he's a loose unit. That dude. you know, you know, it's funny when I was in uh, when I was in England. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was almost embarrassed to be an American. Yeah, I, I bro, almost played it off like bro, I was from Mexico. Lily, I didn't want them to know I was American. Right when it went I, down, I, Lily was devastated. They found out I was American, like I felt it like, because that's the first thing they mm. talk about is our politics. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, man, I try to stay out of that shit oh, as much bro. as I can, but hey, yeah. I guess it's a reality. But so this is the thing: is like this is. Because even my wife, Lily, she's like, I just stay the fuck right out of it. Absolutely. And I came from Australia, where Australia, like, you watch it, you talk about it, and right, you fucking, right. people like, vote based on shit, policy and stuff. You're all in or you're all out, mm. you know? So you Lily know. was out, man. And then she saw yeah. Trump. She saw Trump get in. And I think it's an awakening because she's like, fuck. No, absolutely. Are you kidding? She's like, this shit's hectic. They're about to know? deport. There's one of my good friends. It's he worked terrible, here at Americana. He's a, he's a Salvadorian. You know, and he's a really his family's good about guy. to deport. He, he's about to get deported. So this is the real, this is the real this shit. Is the real that this story. shit is doing. This is happening, man. And he he, mm. he came over here on uh, uh, political asylum. So it was at war. His country was at war. So he came out here when he was twelve. He moved and to so Los they're trying Angeles. to they're trying to boot him out so of political now, asylum. This man, my friend, is now what forty something, forty forty something years yeah. old, and now they're going to deport him. Mm. He, you know, he might have family, whatever, but his life is here in America. Mm. Well, all I that's, can say for those that's dudes, tragedy, all I can say for those dudes is I hope they saved up a couple bucks. Well, that's because you can get down to El Salvador, get yourself a sick block on you the fucking beach can, too. But let me tell you this: it's easier said than done. Mm. Salvador is not; they don't have a lot of human rights. I got some friends that, they, build, that are building some shit. I got some mates that are building a uh, eco farm or some uh, shit. You know, but okay. But let me tell you this: it's, it's somebody. He's not as adventurous as you. Mm. And all he no, knows no, no. I, is I just know dudes that are building an eco farm you know? down in El Salvador. Right, right. But what I'm saying is he all he knows is America. Mm. His kids here, his wife's here, his whole family's here. His tattoos, could be an career. opportunity though, bro. It could be. Like, all I'm like saying is if, lemons, make if I got, I guess. If I got, Fuck, hey, sorry, come on, Salvador. Bro. <laughs> My respects, but no gracias. Bro, if I got kicked out to Mexico and everyone said, hey, you got to hey, go to Mexico, different. I'd go, okay. Mexico's cool. I'd go, fuck you, Australia, I mean, catch you. Been, uh, I'd fucking sell my house and I'd move there. Like I'd go buy a little block stuff, in you know. fucking, in uh, Baja, yeah. East Cape or some shit. I mean, hey, you know, hey, we're meant to survive and I believe anywhere you go, if you're a good man, and you will stand on your two feet anywhere you go. True that, bro. True Absolutely. that. And I think, Absolutely. I think that's, oh, okay, let's get a bit philosophical here. But my true view on um, consciousness itself is the fact that, like, you're me and I'm you. Like everyone's experienced in the whole fucking world, it's just consciousness. Absolutely. All it is is just people seeing shit, you That's know. It, man. And you That's think, it. oh, I'm an individual because I'm this and that, but we're fucking all connected, bro. We're just part of the machine, you know, and uh, we're just part of a bigger plan, I believe. We're all know? connected, bro. You know. We're yeah. just consciousness. Like if I dropped out, came up and experienced everything that, like, you know, jumped into the new machine, which is some genetic predisposition right the consciousness is the only thing that's connecting them all and the dna is doing the rest of the work that's biologically it. that's it man How enjoy the ride crazy is that enjoy the ride man that's all i can say yeah bro um so i've just got a uh, good one here for you russ because you told us a story the other day because i was saying you yeah, know it's a the podcast is a um surf surf tattoo and you're like bro i don't surf fuck surf it. So tell us about your great white encounter and what sort of well, you know, dissuaded you from <laughs> Growing from up in surfing. San Diego, man, you know, San Diego was a big surf town too, you know. Um, I used to love the ocean. Growing up, I mean, you know, even homies from the barrio go to the beach and hang out at the beach. And, you know, I, uh, I used to be big into bodyboarding, you know. And I remember going out to Imperial Beach, which is a very famous spot as well. It's one of the last beaches before you go into Mexico up there in San Diego. In the lower left. Yeah, nice. Um So, you know, just always growing up sandy, you know, being at the water and stuff. Uh, throughout the years, I've always enjoyed the water and stuff. But, you know, in my early, early, I was about 19, I want to say, about 18, 19 years old. A friend of mine, uh, he started taking scuba classes. And, and uh, 
He's like, come on, Tom, let's go try this shit out. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Fuck it. I'm down. Let's do it. So we went. We took the classes. We took all the, you know, everything we needed to know. And then, boom, we have to do hours under the ocean before you become certified. So we went out. You know, first they teach you in the swimming pool. We're at the city college doing some little swimming, you know, getting used to breathing and stuff underwater in the swimming pool. But then once you go out to the ocean, that's a whole different story. So we're out there, you know, and we're, we're swimming along the side of this mountain. We get away from the class. The class is gone now. And, and the visibility, you know, wasn't very good either, you know, in San Diego and California. Low vis. Yeah, that's low That's a bad vis, time to be at, bro. in the Pacific, you know, cold. It's dark. It's I'm kind of couldn't mistake you for a seal easy. Oh, absolutely, man. So we're down there. We're swimming along the side of this mountain, man. We're going down. We're about 70 feet down. And the current's getting strong. There's a lot of underwater currents going through. And uh, my buddy, I remember, we're going back and forth under the water. And he yanks on my leg and he points down. And there's this big shadow of this humongous, you know, fish. You know, I didn't know what it was. It was a shark. That's what it was. <laughs> so he tugs on my leg and he points at it. And he, he wasn't that far away. And again, there was underwater current. So this current ended up throwing my friend into the shark. The shark got spooked and took off. But I wasn't sitting around to wait. I was already halfway up. And I remember, I was 70 feet down. And I remember in class, they were like, just do not go faster than the bubbles or your lungs can compress. And we got to put you in a compression chamber and all this shit. So anyways, I remember. So imagine going, you're scared. You're 70 feet down. You got to be patient with the pinchy, with the fucking bubbles. You know what I mean? So you're going up and you got to pace yourself. Anyways, I get to the top. I take my mask off. I look at shore. I'm a good fuck man it's far bro land is far so i'm like how the fuck did this happen but you know what so anyways i took off i swam as fast as i could i got to the beach i took everything off i said you know what my respects to the ocean i'm never getting back in the water so but you know what luckily that happened i'm going to tell you something because we are we were very unexperienced divers we weren't even paying attention to our uh, regulators that told us you know how much oxygen you have in your tank and then with this and that and the other and had that not happened, bro, we would have kept going. And before you knew it, we run out of air, and we're 70 feet down, and we're with weight and all this shit. I would have, I would have panicked and died. Okay, so I think that shark fucking saved both of our up. lives that day. He's yes. like, boys, you don't want to come Absolutely. down here. You don't taste but that good anyway. Again, I also never felt so defenseless. I never, I felt like I was in the wrong neighborhood and about to get killed. You feel me? Like it was all bad. And you know what? I was not even mad at the shark. If he would have ate me, he had every right to eat me because I was mm. in his. I was in his turn. Neck of the woods, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And but, they, they didn't like us. They didn't like our taste, bro. They, they, they like say fishy they don't. shit, bro. They say they don't, but I'm oh, not sticking around the way. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I'll tell you a true story. I went to Hawaii. I was at the North Shore, and I love Hawaii. I grew up watching this movie, a surf movie, North Shore. Do you know that movie? Right, I got to look it up. Yeah, man. the North Shore. It's an like, old 80s movie. I feel like movies. a kick. I haven't Dude, seen it. Dude, look up North Shore. It's about this guy from Arizona who wins a check. In a, in a surfing pool, wave pool, he wins a check because he wins a competition. Dude, watch it. It's a great movie. Oh, my God. How could you not? I'm on, bro. I'm on. So, anyway, uh, I'm in the North Shore, and I love this place. And again, in the 80s, I'm, I grew up in the 80s, so this movie was a big movie to me, right? So, North Shore was like, oh, man, when I get old. Because growing up in San Diego, we love the water. We all love the ocean. The, you know, we're people of the ocean and the sun and everything. And so, Hawaii is like the ultimate, you know? And, you know, guys from us. From, oh, it is, man. It is for the world, bro. Like Aussies, like everyone, if they want to fucking like, like be a surfer. So I got a chance you got to go surf there. Hawaii, man. But you know what? Mm. You don't know what the ocean is really like it's when you so play the North Shore. Heavy, it's strong. It's so intense. You put your feet in the mm. sand and you're it's right at the edge. You can shore feel it soft, pulling you in. Like, oh. Amazing That's power. That's break, man. That's real shit. That's shore break. But again, I didn't let it pass my knees because if I can't see my feet, I'm out. <laughs> mm. Then, uh, yeah, Hawaii's definitely And I love it. Place. I can't wait to go back. Mm. And they, they've got like hundreds or like hundred islands, some shit like that. they got a lot of islands. Yeah. So you can like, you can go to the few, but there's a fucking heap of the can't say. Yes. I'm keen to go for a little explore. Yeah. Lots of good hiking out there. Lots Ooh. of good exploring. Right. That's a beauty. Exciting, eh? So, yeah, so fucking, like, justifiably, I feel like um, my wife, she's from inland uh, Mexico, so she's paisa, as you would call it. Super paisa. So, it's kind of like, that's kind of for the white boys out there, it's kind of like rural, isn't it? She's like rural. Nah, she's, she's authentic is what it is. She's authentic. authentic. She's authentic Mexican, you know, and that's, 
that's something that uh, that's that's to be respected. Um, you know, my grandparents they come from uh, Jalisco, you know, from Guadalajara, and that's where I originated from, my bloodline. But you know, I'm first generation uh, American, this side of the border, Chicano, you know, and. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm proud to be a part of uh, my history, you know, just to be a part of what, what, what my people and my, my family came from. You love your grandma, right? Absolutely. She's I love my grandma. Shout out oh, to Grandma Jen, Shout Grandma Jill. To, grandmas, to my Grandma Paulina. Yeah, so I was, this is what I was getting at just before, Brass, was, um, so we were down in um, rural Mexico. This is when I just met Lily. And um, we were going down to Oaxaca. And I was like, I dragged this surfboard all over fucking... Mexico because I wanted to go down to Oaxaca and surf, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I've got the surfboard. We fucking dragged it like, you know, all around fucking the family cars and shit, like made it to um, to Guanajuato, mm -hmm. the grandma's house. And grandma's going, Lily, you don't go in the water. There's sharks in the water. Sharks will kill you. You fucking go nowhere near the ocean. Like you stay like you'll die and it is bro you get there and you're like holy fuck bro like well, you know, these waves are heavy man i rock, rolled in i'm like this shit's been coming from antarctica yes like i can see why people would just be like fuck that yeah no it's scary but you know it's a price to pay you know that's a, that's it's a surfer's dream you know you're mm. either a surfer or you're not just like a motorcycle you're either a biker or you're not you're either a fucking homie or you're not like there's no in between there's no faking the funk because mm. at the end of the day you're gonna get you're gonna get you know Revealed, I mean, there's no, there's no faking the funk, man. You know, because when you're a real surfer, I respect those dudes. Because hey, I like I said, growing up in San Diego, I got a good handful of friends that surf that have been fortunate to go around the world and go to Costa Rica, places like Philippines and places like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it's the and same thing, man. It's like tattooing. Like, Surfing's wow. the same. It's a culture. Absolutely, it's a culture. It's like you can you can travel the world doing Absolutely. it and meet people, meet you know, cool the thing people. Is, I just wanted my advice before yeah. you know we end this thing. Whatever, mm. I just want to say, man, follow your heart, follow your passion, because yeah, man, when you're true to epic. yourself. It's a real rewarding. It's a real. It's a real thing, and and and, and life's too short to be something else. Be yourself and follow your dreams, and don't be afraid. Just believe. And uh, the universe will answer you. Just be careful what you ask for. <laughs> nice work, Mr. Tony Chingong. I think we've covered a few bases here this evening, man. Gracias. Good times. I had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, man. Epic. Um, I just got one more quick question Absolutely. for you, man. Please. So where do you see yourself? Obviously, you've developed your fucking skill in the last um, 10 plus years. Where do you see yourself in another 10? Um, well, I'm going to say Vegas is going to be home for a while. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I'll always be home, I think, now. Um, I think I'm going to open up another shop. Right now, we are serving the uh, local community. We are in the trenches. You know, we're away from the shop. I'm away from the strip. As comparison, I don't want to say, I don't want to scare you guys. Not too far from the strip, but in comparison road, yeah. to other shops that are like walking distance, you feel me? Mm hmm um, but we're definitely worth the walk and we're definitely worth the ride. But uh, I feel like I'm going to open up something closer to the strip and get some of that tourist action, you know, and really uh, pioneer, you know, and just be part of what's going on right here in uh, Vegas and take Man, advantage I of it. Man, I saw a fucking tattoo shop at the container park there d at downtown. I was Is like, oh, right? fuck, just a little yeah. container with a fucking, and nice. it looks sick. That's all you need. It looks sick. Yeah, that might work. Yeah, like. You know, but you got mad shop rent as well, so you got to take yeah. that into account. Absolutely. I mean, it ain't easy, but hey, you mm. know, life's a risk, and we're in Vegas, so hey, you got to take a gamble. <laughs> you know, life's a gamble, man. Yeah, life's a gamble. High shit. risk investors out here, eh? It is, but hey. Yeah. You know, Have a shot at the title, bro. It won't be the first time I've lost, you know. Well, that's a fucking good response, man. Good way to wrap it up. Mr. Tenny Ching Gong. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, bros. Appreciate it, boss. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, man. You got it anytime.